If there's one thing that you've heard over and over again on Build Your Tribe, it's this. Do what you do best, but then outsource or hire or consult or invest in other people who know what they do really well. But the same is true when it comes to growing your reach. If you need more eyeballs, if you need more people to know about that thing that you offer, that thing that you sell, that business that you are trying to grow, and you're trying to do that with social media, may I suggest the best deal on the internet? Yes. When it comes to Instagram, I want to invite you to check out Insta Club Hub. Myself and my son, my co-host, Barack Johnson, we're the founders of Insta Club Hub, and it is rocking people's worlds. We have clients who've seen over 3,000% growth in their Instagram reach in less than seven days. We have people with under 1,000 followers reaching 4 million on a reel. We've had people who've increased their visits to their website by over 300% in less than five days. It's pretty amazing the difference that can be made by just doing a few simple tweaks. It's a monthly membership. It's an amazing community. We teach live. You know, you hear us all the time on the show, but wouldn't you like to hang out with us live? We're pretty fun together, I got to tell you. So I want to invite you to go check it out yourself. Go to instaclubhub.com and learn how easy and affordable it is to work with your host, Brock and Shalene Johnson. All right, now let's get to today's topic. Today, we're talking about four different types of entrepreneurs. Let's see which one you are. What type of entrepreneur are you? Even if you're not an entrepreneur or someone who owns a business, this is going to be very helpful to you because it's going to help you identify what type of mindset you're in at the moment. And the mindset that you're in at the moment is critical because if you can identify where you're at and identify where you'd like to be, then it's simply a matter of making that shift. I mean, it's not as simple as like snapping your fingers and saying, okay, I've decided to be a positive person. But the first step is identifying what's going on with your mindset and maybe where it stems from. And this is going to help you for a lot of reasons and not just in business. Whether you've set a goal to lose weight or to be more organized, to be a kinder person, to improve your marriage, to start working on a regular basis, no matter what it is, it starts with your mindset. The first type of individual, when you're approaching a goal, when you're approaching your business, is the person I like to call the doubter. So the doubter is a step beyond a skeptic. So they think there's a possibility. There's a possibility this will work. There's a good chance that my business could succeed. There's a small sliver of a remote thought I'm having in the back of my head that this might improve my business. This might work for me. I might lose weight on this diet. I might have success this time. So they're further along than the person who says there's no way that's going to work, but they really are overwhelmed with doubt. And they won't tell you that. In fact, most of the time, they don't even know it. They don't even know that they're filled with doubt, but you can read it in their comments. Now, I have the good fortune of being an academy creator. And so every day, I have the good fortune of spending time with students who are going through my courses, reading their comments and their feedback and their questions. And it's so easy to spot a doubter. Like there's a neon flashing light next to their comments. It's so easy to pick out a doubter because a doubter is somebody who they can't help it, but in their comments, they say things like, 
Well, I'm just going to keep trying. I'm just going to keep at this. But once again, it didn't work for me today. As much as they want to be positive, they can't help but interject a whole bunch of what's going on in their head, and that is self-doubt. The doubter is the person who, when they're on a diet, they say to themselves, well, you know, I ate really well today and I'm following the program, but I always gain the weight back on these things. I'm going to do it, but I never really have success. That's the doubter. Now, a doubter is also, ironically, they are the person who often buys programs and returns them. So they're the person who buys a gym membership and then goes back to the gym 24 hours later and says, yeah, I actually, I don't want this. This isn't exactly the kind of gym I thought it was, which isn't true. The truth is they have so much doubt in their ability to follow through that they don't want to feel like a failure. Yeah. The doubter is a person who they, you know, enroll in college or they enroll into an academy and then they drop out and they'll always point to something else. They always say, I don't have the funds right now. Yeah, of course you don't. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. You have to do something about your mindset. And it starts with the belief that you can make this happen. So the doubter, it's a very dangerous place to be, but I don't have any ill feelings towards someone who's a doubter. I just believe in my heart of hearts that most doubters have been trained to think that way from an early, early age. The lack of belief in yourself has been passed on from parents and generations and generations of people who said, that's not for our kind. That's not for people like us. And when you're a child or maybe in your early adulthood, you had a lot of people say like, yeah, that's really great for them, but I don't think you could do that. I doubt that that is something you could succeed at. And so that doubt isn't something that you should have any ill will towards yourself or anyone else who you see as a doubter. But just know that it is giving power to the person who filled you with doubt. And if you ever want to take back your power, and if you ever want to change your life, you have to change your mindset and you have to stop doubting yourself. Because if you doubt yourself, I guarantee everyone else will too. It trickles down from the top. If you believe that you will fail on this diet, if you believe that this academy or this workout program or that this marriage will fail. Guess what? You're right because it's your belief. The same way it is true that if you believe you will succeed, you're probably right. It's going to be pretty tough for you to fail. The second type of individual, often I see them as entrepreneurs, that they put themselves in that one to two category. Like, I'd like to call myself an entrepreneur, but I'm not comfortable with raising my hand and saying I'm an entrepreneur because, well, number one, I haven't made any money yet. I've got what it takes. I'm not making any money yet. The next category type of pseudo entrepreneur is what I call the perfectionist. And it's actually someone who's paralyzed by perfectionism. It's that person who they have this brilliant idea, but they just keep working on it and 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 thinking about it, and thinking about it, and thinking about it. And they're like, well, I I can't even start it until I'm 100% positive that everything's going to work out. I can't even begin to put all of these pieces together because there's more I need to know. There's more I need to learn, and I'm not there yet. And once everything's perfect, then I'll pull the trigger. The perfectionist is someone who, when they go through a course... They are looking for definitive answers before they will move. So in other words, 
I'll give you my own specific example. If I'm suggesting to my students in the Marketing Impact Academy that if they own a business, they have got to understand the power of their Facebook business page. And they have to understand these things because of the opportunities that are available with statistics and data and research and knowing what works and reaching people the way that you need to in order to grow your business. And my advice to them is you should use and begin to transition to using your business page a lot more. The perfectionist can't decide for themselves if that statement is right. They can't say, well, that's her opinion, but I really prefer my personal page. They can't do that. They can't disagree because it might be the wrong answer. Even though I say repeatedly, guys, this is always going to be my best advice. You you never have to do anything I say. I just want you to get the best information, the best research, the best knowledge, and then make an informed decision for you. And I can share with you best practices. And I can tell you why I think you should do something, but ultimately you must make that decision and make that call. And I will see the perfectionist freeze and they'll say, but what do I do if I have a friend who says I should only use my personal page? What do I do? And they freeze and they never go anywhere. Yeah. They're just scared. They're so afraid. The fear is again, not something that I judge and it shouldn't be something that you judge either. Because most of the time, talk to a perfectionist and they were raised in a home where getting things right was paramount. And they rarely felt as though they were good enough or they did things correctly, even when they did. If they got an A minus, it should have been an A. If they were in band and they sat second seat, they should have been first seat. If they were, you know, playing varsity basketball, they should have been playing as a freshman like their brother. Like perfectionism is a paralysis that is passed on by parents. Rarely will you find someone who's just born a perfectionist. Now, there are cases. I'm sure there are many people listening who have kids and you got like one kid who's like a total perfectionist and another kid who like will just wing it. You know, they're like a dirt clod and they just don't care. And then the other kid has to have everything lined up. So There is a component to perfectionism that I, I, you know, there's a component to all of our personalities that has to do with DNA, right? But when you find people who are so afraid to make a mistake, I have found in the 20 years that I've been doing it, that it is passed on from parents who could not be pleased. You did not feel loved. You did not feel enough. You did not feel like anything was done correctly. From the beginning. So it's really hard to think it's okay to fail because that wasn't your experience growing up, right? And the other type of perfectionism that really is detrimental is when your fear is that others will think less of you if there's an error, that people will think that you are less valuable as a human being if you do it wrong, or if you're not as good as other people, or if there's something to be criticized. Every single day, I mean, I can't even name the number of mistakes I make every single day. And it's crazy to think about where my business would be today if I had just a little bit more perfectionism in me. Like, I'd like to have just a little tiny sliver of it. I don't have enough of that in me, unfortunately. So I make a lot of, I don't want to say embarrassing, but like major typos and mistakes. Where I'm like, it's good. Just get it out there. People need this. Get it out there. You know, and sometimes I, I go too fast. But most upsetting to me though, is when I meet people, because you know what the thing is with perfectionists? Here's the thing with perfectionists. They're usually the smartest freaking people I know. 
They're usually like the most organized, the most together, the most perfect people I know. Like the people I know who are perfectionists are usually, I'm like, I don't understand. This is so good. And they're like, oh, no, I got to work on it some more. The worst is if you're an artist who's a perfectionist, OMG, because then you're never done with your work. You are never done and you'll just keep working on it, working on it, working on it until it's muddy. So it is really important, I think, for our perfectionists to understand that you are stuck. And once again, you're giving power back to that person who made you believe incorrectly that somehow you weren't enough or somehow you didn't do it right or somehow it could have been better, which I hope you understand was the way they felt about themselves, right? So when parents treat their children like that, it's because they feel inadequate. My daughter, when she was younger, had this girl who was kind of an acquaintance, right? So she came over to play at the house a couple of times. And she was the fastest kid in the class. She was this like Miss Congeniality times 20, like the sweetest girl. She was just the sweetest girl. She was straight A's. She had older sisters who were all straight A's and the best athletes anybody's knew of in the school district. Like they're like a robot family. Amazing. Anyways, she'd only come over a couple of times. And of course, you know me, I have to interrogate all children who walk through my doors. So I'm interrogating her. My children love that. And she explains that I said, are you excited about spring break? And she said, we don't know yet if we're going on spring break. And I said, oh, so you might be staying local for spring break. She goes, yeah, well, we we might be going to Florida, but all of us have to get straight A's in order for the family to take our spring break to Florida. Think about that for a second. So you're in third grade and you get an A minus and your family doesn't take a vacation Because an A minus isn't good enough. That is so wrong, dude. Dude, those are kids whose parents want them to be the best at everything. And you know what they will be? They will be paralyzed with fear. They'll be the best in sports. They'll be the best in school. And they will be probably pretty good employees because they'll want to be the best. But they'll probably be terrible parents because they will feel so much guilt to perform and to be perfect for their employers. They will never believe in themselves. All that those parents are doing is destroying, in my opinion, is just my opinion and is my show so I can have an opinion. But in my opinion, that is about the worst thing you could do to a kid is to tell them this family's joy, this family's rest and relaxation, this family's vacation is dependent upon your being perfect, not your best effort. You are being perfect. Yep. The parents who do this, they're doing it because they want others to think better of them because their children are perfect. And what other people think of you is irrelevant. What your children think of themselves is everything. All right. Now, the flip side of this is that person who's an entrepreneur, but a jumper, a jumper. Okay. Now, you know, I know we've been talking a lot about parents and For the record, I know you know I'm not a therapist, but my best friend is one, so I'm pretty sure that counts. She said it does. Because I spend so much time with you, am I a doctor? And she said, sure. So there you go. While on the subject of parents, parents of people who I like to call jumpers or line cutters are parents like my parents, okay? Because I'm going to just tell you right now, that's who I am. I'm a jumper and a, a line cutter. Parents of jumpers and line cutters are the kind of parents who, when their kid wants to go out for a sport, 
and they go to two practices and they're like, mom, I hate it. Those parents say, quit. And you go, okay, cool. Mom, now I want to take piano. And you take piano for two weeks and you go, mom, I hate it. And then your parents go, we just bought a baby grand piano, but you can quit. Try something else, right? Parents of jumpers and line cutters are very positive. They create children who have incredible confidence and belief in themselves, but they don't always have the fortitude to follow through because the parents have led them to believe, which is a positive thing, you can do anything. Don't worry about failing. You can always change course. And that was me. So I never learned, and I don't think it's any fault of my parents, but there was definitely like, you know, you got to look at where does this stuff come from and who doesn't want to be the best, right? Like I always wanted to be the best. I would, you know, go to dance class and I'd be like, oh, that girl's so good. Oh, she's so good. I want to do that. And then I would take dance for like three weeks and I would be like, yeah, I'm not getting better. And so therefore I'm not going to be the best at this. I should quit. And then I would be like, maybe it's horseback riding. And then I would, you know, switch to that. And shortly thereafter, I'd realize, oh, I'm not very good at this either. So I should keep looking. And so I would jump from thing to thing to thing. There's positives to this because those of you who are jumpers and line cutters, you're not afraid to try anything. You're like, I'll try it. Yeah, throw me in. Throw me to the wolves. I'll try it. I don't care because we're comfortable failing. We know it hasn't killed us. All of those experiences, they never killed me. In fact, it usually felt better to jump out and jump into something else that felt better. I didn't necessarily have to fail because I could jump into something else. I see these people all the time in my academies. So what they'll do, they're the ones who, who pay for the whole thing in full. They don't do a payment plan. They can't wait for the academy to, to be available again that year. And they're really excited for all of the things that they know they can do with their business when the Marketing Impact Academy opens up. And they can't wait. And they're like, let's go. And they're in for two weeks, maybe less than that. They've watched one or two lessons and they're like, I got it. Oh, oh, okay. She just told a story. I get it. I know what I'm going to do. And so, okay, I know she said, just hold your horses and we're going to get to that, but I can't. And so now I see this course on how to explode my Pinterest and how to blow up my Facebook ads and, and how to kill it on Snapchat and how to launch a program. And so I'm going to buy all of those. Yeah, I'm going to buy all of those too. I'm going to do like one lesson in each one of these. And none of these programs work. I'm not the best. It must be the program. So we jump. And that was me. That was me. That was me. I would buy programs and I would be like, okay, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's get to the part where, I, where I'm a millionaire, please. Hi, is there a fast forward button to the part where, because you see, <laughs> I already understand all this. I, I already know where you're going with this. I don't, I don't need the details. I don't need the specifics. I can figure this out. I'm really good at figuring things out. I'm really good at jumping. So if, excuse me, where's the fast forward button, please? Thank you. Okay, great. And so that's what I would do. And I would be in courses and I would buy another course and I would be at a seminar and hear somebody else talking about another seminar. And I would be like not paying attention in that seminar so I could register for the next seminar. And I was wondering why it was taking me so long to get where everybody else was. And I had a mentor, a mentor who I still very much respect and give a lot of credit to today, who said to me, Shaleen, you're not very good at finishing things, are you? And I was like, uh, yes, I am. I guess not. Because the truth was, I wasn't very good at finishing. I felt, hmm, I guess I had a mis, 
conception, maybe, I don't know how you describe it, but I was kind of proud of the fact that I wasn't afraid to try things. I was proud of the fact that I was investing in a lot of different knowledge and information. And I was like proud of them. Like, yeah, you said that smart people invest and I'm investing in myself. I get it. I'm investing. But what I didn't realize is I really wasn't investing in myself because I wasn't investing in the knowledge. I was investing in the purchase. I was investing in the jump. And I finally said, I am going to get through this course lesson by lesson by lesson. And I'm going to finally, for the first time in my entire life, schedule time to implement and then schedule time to go back and review. And from that day forward, I was no longer a jumper. And that's when my business changed, when I actually realized that you can't miss steps. When you miss steps, you end up going back and starting over. When you miss steps, you waste money and you waste time. Now, I know we're talking about business today, but you know, this is so true of people with just about anything. You know, it's that person who's like, oh yeah, I can figure out that paleo diet. Yeah. So I'm just going to go on Pinterest. I'm going to look at a couple of pictures and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I I understand what that paleo is. Yeah, I understand what that, that whole 30. Yeah, I know what the whole 30 is. Yeah, I, I bought the book and I read the first chapter. So yeah, I read that book. I totally read that book. But you haven't. Here's the problem. When you think you know the answers, you don't know the answers. And therefore, you can't make decisions moving forward based on knowledge. You have to go on a gut instinct and you don't have the experience of the expert or the author or whoever it is that you need to be learning from to be able to make an informed decision. And that's not a good place to be. Jumpers, I think, have a real advantage because it's easier for a jumper to reform than it is a doubter. It's easier for a jumper to reform, I think, than a perfectionist because you just have to decide, I have to stop jumping. I have to slow down and finish. Now, my last and final type of entrepreneur is the type of entrepreneur, for that matter, the type of person you want to be. I mean, let's face it. You want to finish. You want to finish what you started with the rare exception of when you realize something is bleeding out. It's not working. And you're dumping money into something. It's like a business that is failing and failing and failing. You just keep dumping money into it and dumping money into it. And it's a marriage where, you know, your spouse is cheating on you repeatedly and is addicted and is dangerous. I mean, there's a point at which you realize like, okay, Now to say I'm not going to quit is just being foolish. I mean, so there's a point at which we have to stop the bleeding. But for the most part, that's a rare exception. The majority of people I'm talking about are people who need to realize you must finish. And it is harder today than ever before in our lives to finish because there's so many things tempting us and distracting us and grabbing our attention and sparkling off in the distance. It's, It's very easy to jump to cut in line, to feel like, I got it. I watched one YouTube video and now I know how to write a book. I read the first chapter of this diet program and now I know everything about it. But I want you to be a soldier, a quiet hero. So think about it for a moment. It takes a very special mindset to be a soldier. But there are men and women in the trenches who are both reformed perfectionists, doubters, and jumpers. But you will not survive in war with any three of those mindsets. You must be a quiet hero. You must be able to feel fear and do what's right. 
You must recognize that things aren't going to be perfect, but you need to move now. You need to pull the trigger in this moment, even though conditions aren't perfect. That's a quiet hero. A quiet hero finishes the job. A soldier wins the war because they've given their best and they've taken it to the end. Any one of you can shift into that mindset because you have to recognize if you're in any one of the other three mindsets, the only person you're hurting is you. The only person who's actually being penalized is you. And oftentimes you're giving power back to the person who took it from you in the first place. You know, you got to stop living your life with the thoughts you had when you were eight years old. You have to get beyond that doubt. You have to believe that once and for all, you don't have the answers and you don't need to jump. You don't need to move on to the next shiny thing because the world isn't going to stop spinning simply because you've slowed down to finish a course that you invested in. I mean, so many times I'll find out from people, they'll say, you know, I started to do your course, but yeah, my business wasn't doing so well. So I had to, I had to jump back into my business. And so I, I didn't have the time to finish it, but I still have it. To which I say, you know what? If you were to have simply prioritized 30 minutes a day, you wouldn't be in this position. You wouldn't be in a position where you're cutting corners and your business is failing. It's a decision and you jumped because you were worried. You have to have faith that when you finish something, that is knowledge and knowledge is power and power gives us the ability to make decisions on our own. So one last thing I want to say about knowledge, because listen, I'm a junkie for this stuff too. I listen to podcasts every day. Every single day, I've got like probably five or 10 different blogs that I visit and I listen to at least two or three different podcasts about business. But the content that I consume is on a schedule. So like, for example, one of my favorite podcasters today had a great episode about exercise. And I'm like, ooh, I want to listen to this. His podcast was about how important it is to exercise every single day. And I thought, I I really want to listen to this, but that's not on my schedule right now. I have a menu of information to consume. If I don't stick to that menu, then I'm back in the same role I used to be in, which where I was a jumper. So right now I have a very specific agenda and I put myself into a season of mastering that knowledge. Because if I'm jumping every half hour to a new podcast with a different topic, I can't learn that way. I can't finish what I started. If I've decided that there's a certain type of content that I need to master, it's because I'm weak there. It's because I need that. I need that knowledge. It's because I'm failing there or I could be better there. And I've got to finish what I started. I need to master this. And I don't need to be a jack of all trades that never served me. I failed when I was trying to be a jack of all trades. Now I stick with a very specific formula and an order to things. Here's the other thing I've been able to do. You can ask any of my friends this. I can and will and do tune out distraction. I hang with a lot of entrepreneurs and you know what we entrepreneurs love to do? We love to do this. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you heard of so-and-so? Okay. You've got to go check out so-and-so. And And you know what I reply back to them? I say, is that person someone who's an expert at opt-in page optimization? No, they're not. Okay. Well then I don't want to know them or see them or hear about them. Do you know someone who's an expert at optimization? Because that's what I'm studying right now. And they'll be like, oh, okay. You have to go to this dinner. Because I've got like, oh, Shaleen, oh my God, you're going to die. I have got 
the opportunity of a lifetime. You and I have been invited to this mastermind and so-and-so and so, dude, so-and-so is going to be there and they want us both to come. I'm like, I ain't going. I don't need to meet new people. I don't need to hear about new stories, new seminars, new trainings, new podcasts, new books, new whatever, unless it pertains to my area of study. Now I'll put them, I have a Google doc where I categorize all the different things that I'm studying. So if somebody mentions to me like, hey, when, you know, if you're looking at improving your blog, you should check out Darren Halperin. So then I'll add names to my Google Doc of things that people have recommended to me, podcasts or books or seminars, and I'll revisit them when I'm in that cycle and in that season. Otherwise, I'm being a jumper and I refuse to be a jumper again. I want to be a soldier. Man, I admire those soldiers so much. So I digress, but to those men and women who fight for their country and the husbands and wives who stay home and make those sacrifices, a debt of gratitude to you because it takes incredible determination and sacrifice and discipline to be a soldier. I'm a soldier. You can ask my friends. You know, you should ask Natalie Jill. We have very similar personalities and she'll be like, dude, you have to, I'm like, Natalie, don't be giving crack to a crack addict. So who will you be tomorrow? It doesn't matter who you were yesterday or the day before. I want to know, who are you going to be tomorrow? Are you going to be a soldier? Are you going to be a jumper? Are you going to be a perfectionist? I know the answer. I do know the answer, but I want you to speak it out loud. As always, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Y'all, we are done. Thank you so much for heading over to the reviews and writing me a review for Build Your Tribe. I love you guys. 